Hi, my name is Christy Lee, and welcome to episode five of the Praise and Worship podcast, recorded right in the middle of a pretty big week for Corey Asbury after a pretty major intentional halt to his career. Right after Reckless Love, we get to see another chapter in this story that God has written, and it's really encouraging to hear Corey talk about it. Now, the major week I'm talking about, he released a blog answering a lot of questions that people are asking now that he's back on social media and back with some new materials, the Reckless Love 40-Day Devotional, that duet with Tori Kelly, whoa, and the new song, The Father's House, studio version, and also followed in one week's time by the acoustic version, where he lets loose even more. Coming up in this conversation, which by the way was so much fun, I felt like I was talking to my brother. We talk about the major stuff, 2019, the year of surrender for the Asbury family, which by the way grew by a member by the time it was all said and done. We also talk about what it's like to come back to social media after a year-long detox. Those Asbury family home videos, yeah, the montage, including the lizards. We talk about the lizards and new music on the way, which is in the works now and coming later this year. You know, Corey is also a worship leader, so we talk about what he's leading and what his church is responding to right now. Let's get into it. Today, we're talking with Corey Asbury, who we've loved for over a decade. I don't know if you can believe it's over a decade that we've been playing So Good to Me. Come on. You are my hope and a whole bunch of others. Now, after he has totally rocketed to success, air quote success um, with Reckless Love, took a year off, kind of a shocking thing broke some hearts after just getting a puppy that you would dare to take a year off. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And uh, it was a help to me, actually, and I'm sure to so many that yesterday you released this like blog, you know, in- instead of writing a ginormous book about it, very to the point, super helpful. And then today a video, which, um, gosh, get the tissues. It's so <laughs> sweet, Corey. It's really sweet. Yeah, thanks. Can I tell you, side note, the one thing in the video that I had a jaw drop over? What's that? Okay, so there's a clip of you. Are What kind of lizard is this that your kids are holding? I don't know lizard. what kind those are. Yeah, they're in Dallas. They're like gnarly looking too. So they, yeah, they are. They're like kind of prehistoric, but you've got, you know, your kid, there's two of them and they get close together mm-hmm. and you think the lizards are going to kiss and then they like <laughs> start to fight. Then a few minutes later, spoiler alert, your daughter goes to kiss one of them. And I'm like, no, <laughs> look what just happened. But it, yeah, it was fine. We, she survived. We tried, to get them to, we tried to get them to kiss, not knowing that they were going to attack each other. And they went nuts. And it was we cut off the video because it got pretty gnarly after that. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, that was enough. It was very intense. So, yep. <laughs> well, uh, that's not everything. You know, we talked about reptiles and that's enough of that for me. But I do want to talk about your kids because getting into this, <clears throat> talking about this a year of surrender. When you blogged about it yesterday, you say that you really left it up to Gabriel to make this decision, a glaze over, you know, after getting all these awards and everything with Reckless Love, everybody knows it, you decided to take the year off. Yeah, what I found is um, usually the way of the cross is foolishness to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the decisions I've made in my life has have looked really dumb to the outside world. You know, I spent eight years at this place called the House of Prayer in Kansas where no one knew me. I wasn't furthering my career. I was just spending time in the presence of God. And most people said, you're wasting your talent. You're wasting your time. And I just said, hey, again, 
the way of the cross often looks like foolishness to man. But in this particular situation, uh, the song was taken off and uh, people were excited about it. We were winning awards and stuff and it was super fun. But what I found is it felt like I was slowly losing the hearts of my family. And I was slowly losing the hearts of my kids. You know, I'd come home after long trips and there was just this distance that I didn't like. Um, it didn't feel right. And so we went to Chicago for two days and just fasted and prayed, asked God to speak. And in that time, Anna shared that story, which you kind of just yeah. hinted at with Gabriel, where Anna had asked Gabriel, hey, buddy, he's our oldest. He's 10 right now. And we have four, um, but he's our oldest. And she said, hey, Gabriel, if you had the choice to travel the world with daddy, go on tour, eat at the best restaurants, go to all the coolest places in each city, or we could get a dog and stay home together for a year, which would you do? And to my surprise, Anna said, you know, Gabriel told me, oh, mommy, that's easy. Get a dog and stay home together. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like that is indicative of where his heart was. He needed family. He needed his people around him. And that spoke a ton to our family. Or just asked me, you wrote the song about reckless love, about extravagance and giving it all up and throwing it all away for love. Could you show that same love to your family? I mean, that's a lot of stock putting it into uh, the decision, you know, to a kid. Um, I wonder if he'll remember <laughs> yeah. that, you know, like, w yeah. will he remember that for for his life? That's a, that is a big move, you know, yep. that's a big yep. move. And he got to make that. Did he ever like the next day wake up and be like, ah, actually, I want to travel the world? <laughs> <laughs> no, he man. He loved being home and yeah. we did we did a lot of travel together. You know, we went different places as a family and hung out at different, you know, houses, Airbnbs, whatever, vacations. And he loved that. Man, he's a he's a daddy boy. He just wants to be around. That's cool. Well, you can watch the video just posted today and see some of like the, you know, family home video from the year off year of surrender. And then also definitely make sure that you read the blog post because it really answers a lot of questions, gives you Corey's heart and explanation of, I think, some of the questions that, that people are asking. But the nice thing is that here in 2020, after the year, you know, wrapped up, you are back, back on social media. You're back with a very strong voice, um, which you've proved <laughs> the vocal acrobatics required to keep up with Tori Kelly are <laughs> insane. And that song is I can't even. It's amazing. <laughs> Is that kind of like what you always wanted? Oh, man. She's like, I've told my wife this, so it's not weird, but she's like my vocal crush. <laughs> no, she's that makes sense. insane. Uh, so that was a massive dream of mine to get to actually sing with her. It's pretty cool. Well, and it's not, it's not reaching at all uh, because your style has always had that soul to it. You know, if you, I love So Good to Me from, you know, back mm. in 2008. And that definitely has like a little bit of that. And this is just like, it's just like a blossomed version of that style. It's pristine awesome. and, and really fantastic. So I appreciate that. listen to that a few times on repeat and see if you can hold it together because it's really fantastic. <laughs> um, but other things, you know, you're back with social media. How is it after being off of it for a year? And now you're back in like, what, not even a month. And you've got, th I mean, thousands, you post something and you've got thousands of people that are interacting with you. Would you like to give that up again at the end of January or what's going on? How do you feel about that? 
<laughs> yeah, honestly, I wanted to give it up about January one. <laughs> yeah, it's exhausting. Um, you know, it's it's an interesting thing. Social media is is so beautiful, and it's so terrible at the same time. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, it's it's an epidemic. Everyone in the world is on it, and people derive their worth or their um, value from what people say about them, their likes, their comments, their blah blah blahs. You know, and Honestly, 2019 was such a detox from all of that stuff for me, just going like none of that stuff matters, you know, and and now that I'm back, you know, it is exhausting in a way, because when you give yourself, it's exhausting, you know, in any capacity, whether it's on social media or ministering or what you do, you know, at the station, all that kind of stuff. There's a measure of um, work to it, I guess. But there's also beauty to it because you you read the comments, you see the stories that people sh- people are sharing, and you're like, who's actually touching people? Like when I posted yesterday about the year off, I mean, literally probably a thousand uh, direct messages, DMs, like, bro, this is so touching my heart. I've been in this exact season. This is encouraging me to actually reprioritize, to reshift the the foundations of my life. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so powerful even though it can be so extremely exhausting at the same time. So I have a love-hate relationship, for sure. Definitely. Are you responsible for 100% of your interactions? Or is that a peeking behind the curtain too much? Do you have a team? Do you have interns? Yeah, pretty much. Um, there are a couple guys who have access to all of my stuff from Bethel Music. So they'll post different things that aren't like super um, personality-driven, right. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, most of the, pretty much all the comments, that's me. Like if I'm saying something, I'm saying something. I don't want anyone to touch that brand, quote unquote, so to speak. You know, I'm just very protective over that kind of stuff, but you know, various posts and stuff. That's, that's a couple of guys that, that might do it for me because I'm, I've fallen asleep or whatever, you know, I can't. (laughs) What? You sleep? How do you have time for that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. (laughs) Well, it sounds like, you know, I'm not going to go through all of the things that you describe in black and white in the blog because people can read that. So you definitely should go and should read that. But it sounds like the first half of your year off really took a lot of recalibrating, a lot of adjusting, and and it involves some questions and disappointment. Uh, what I want to know is how did you how did you get to that place where you could make those boundaries, you know, like that, that requires a lesson in boundary setting to be able to say, I'm not going to do all this stuff, no matter how many people are, are hoping or asking that I will, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that question is a beautiful one because I think what people need to learn is the power of the no. Uh (laughs) And I'm sure there's like a thousand books that are written on that. I'm not like new to the scene or uh, I'm not like the first one on the scene with that. But the power of saying no to something I've found is far more effective than than saying yes. Because like I said, in 2018, I wanted to say yes to everything. It's like the doors were open and I just wanted to kick them down like I'm here. And uh, in 2019, it was learning to actually say no to awesome opportunities that were coming my way. And a lot of it, again, was sort of that. Um, what am I, what am I deriving my value from? What am I deriving my worth from? Am I cool? Because Tomlin asked me to do his Easter show, (laughs) you know, like a little bit, sure. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. (laughs) And I could, I could get puffed up on that or whatever, but you know, when I said, no, this is the year that we're in. And, you know, I was afraid that he was just going to be mad and never ask me to do anything again, you know? 
And uh, that's something I had to live with and just go, this is what God has asked me to do. These are the boundaries, like you said, that are set in place. And I cannot outstep them. I can't overstep them because that would be disobedience, quote unquote. And that's a strong word to what God spoke to me. And and it's different for everyone. You know, people, they've hit me up after this, this 2019 season. And they're like, I'm going to give it all up. Like, what should I do? And I'm like, well, first of all, ask God. Don't do it because I did it, you know? I mean, like, it almost sounds like they thought yeah. you did, like, a diet plan or something, you know, like, to if you want to exactly. look like me in 2020, here's what you've got to do. Exactly. So it doesn't work that way. That's, oh, that's so right. That's a great way to say it, actually. And I might use that in the future. So I'll, I'll try to quote you. There you go. No, no, no trademarks. <laughs> Coming back here now, you do have some things that, that are good resources, I think, um, there is a new devotional book that Corey's released. It's Reckless Love, a 40-day devotional into, of course, the overwhelming, never-ending love of God. That was great to start the year That's off right. with. If you didn't start on January 1st with the rest of your New Year's resolutions, it could be a nice Valentine's present for you and your spouse. It could be just a good thing to do here as we you know, get into the next month. But that's out now. Also, another song. So I've noticed it has the little parentheses studio on it, the studio version of My Father's House, where you yep. get like the sweetest choir in on the recording. I mean, it's like the it's the best hybrid of a, a studio song with the sound of a live choir. I don't know, that was beautiful, but that's out now. Yep. There's a couple of things I do want to talk about with this song. One, it started with the voice memo. This is getting yep. pretty classic right now. Cody Carnes just released his. I don't know if you're going to release oh, yours. Yeah, it's oh yeah, you can a dollar twenty nine on iTunes. That's hilarious. Um, well, but, I can make a lot of money from those. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you could. Jen Johnson too for her song "Goodness of God." Hi, how That's are you? Really... Hey, hi. Hi. Stripes <laughs> and sequins. I like that outfit. <laughs> So yeah, the voice memo, is that something that you do a lot with songs that you're writing? You just have a, a whole collection of voice memos? Yep. Pretty yeah. much every song um, started from that place yeah. uh, at one point or another. Yeah, it's pretty much every song is a voice memo. And who knows if they ever turn into a song, but I have got thousands uh, in my app that you know, the idea is that you'd come back to them and hopefully derive some inspiration and go, oh my gosh, that was a great idea. Let's finish that. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to lose it. Like it's going to be lost into thin air kind of thing. Um, so yeah, they're pretty much all voice memos. Have your kids also, had? do they take your phone, make their own voice memos yet? Yeah, they do. And I'm very protective of those voice memos because... If they accidentally press delete, it's gone forever. And yeah. I will probably never remember whatever idea it was. But I've got plenty of them with uh, the girls singing, Gabriel singing, just doing their thing. And when he says, um, you know, kids plural, 2020, you know, you came back to social media and you've got a new baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a lot of time on our hands in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, you know, we were talking about the beginning of your year off, kind of, you know, that's that's screeching the brakes. That's totally resetting your speed and everything. But you do talk about the point in it where you got to some breakthrough, where yeah. something clicked and snapped and cracked open in a really positive way. So yeah. here at the end of all of that, you've got some really cool stuff to show for it. But I think... Probably the most awesome is another family member. 
right? So yep. that's pretty sweet. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Then there's also the songwriting where you feel like you, you had uh, maybe some of the richest and most productive songwriting sessions ever in your life. What was that like after having given it up for a while? Yeah, no, it was insane, actually. Um, The first probably almost full six months, there was a lot of, like you said, questions. Yeah. Questioning, what the heck have I done? Did I make a terrible decision? You know, like, was this all just a bad idea? Did I hear from God? Did I miss it? You know, all those questions are running through my mind. And it, it took a while, honestly, to surrender to the fact that, number one, I did hear his voice. We did hear his voice. But number two, he might not speak some insane, groundbreaking, ground-shaking revelation. You know, we might not get the next uh, reckless love. We might not get the next uh, book idea or just this colossal thing that we think we're going to get because we said yes to God. It might literally just be, I spent a year with family and that was it. You know, it took a while to be okay with that idea that it might simply be just that because so many times we have these ulterior motives and we think oh if I obey then God's going to give me this and this and this and when that's the motive I think you know there might be a problem (laughs) so it's almost like he had to root that kind of stuff out and when I finally surrendered to the idea that this literally might be just a year that is super restful that I spend with my family and I don't get a big song out of it or a big idea out of it. That's when it felt like the floodgates opened. And like you said, it it truly was, I believe, the most insane, productive, rich, uh, just wide open. It felt like someone just opened a faucet of songwriting and I couldn't stop it for about two and a half weeks. And Anna, my wife, will, will tell you, she's like, you know, I would be up all hours of the night. I couldn't sleep. Ideas would come as soon as I laid my head on the pillow. It's like I couldn't shut it off. So I'd grab that voice memo and I'd, you know, sing yeah. it right in there. I'd write the lyric into the notes app, and I literally couldn't shut it off for about two and a half weeks. It was it was wild. I mean, it's almost ironic. You you know, you write this song, "Reckless Love," that everybody gets into. It's that part that you know, no no wall you won't tear down. You know, all mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. stuff, and it's almost like that song became something that got tore down. And yeah. then, you know, you were, were overwhelmed by the reckless love of God. But I love that you yeah. say it's because he's going after your heart. Yeah. And so you experienced that in just the, it's the weirdest, simplest, but, you know, most basic. It, it, I can't believe we didn't expect God to do it that way. After you see what point you're, of the story you're in now, um, yeah. it makes a lot of sense, but it probably didn't feel that great through the process. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, at least now we can look forward to another new album. So you're already starting off strong with a book, a re-release with Tori Kelly, first single, and there's more on the way. What what's, right. What point in the process are you at now? Um, Man, I don't even know if I can tell you, to be honest. <laughs> oh, you can you can tell me. <laughs> no, we're... Um, I know. We've got a few songs. Uh, well, I'll say it like this. Okay. I've written probably 20 plus songs and now it's about whittling 20 plus down to 12 that are going to make the record. And that is a difficult process because, you know, every one of them's 
close. It's close to my heart. It's close to um, this season of my life. So whittling down is definitely a difficult part. Right. That is tough. That's yep. tough. I'm sure you have a lot of good help. You have a, a lot of people in, in your corner. You know, I saw Rita Springer. She, oh, yeah. she's, she's fantastic helping so many people right now. You're debriefing yeah. in April. Not that I'm yep. like spying on you, but I'm just curious. <laughs> is that after the release? Before the release? No, that that's before. Nothing to do with- that's before. So oh, okay. We've got to wait that long. You, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, the idea right now is that the release would be June 19th. Okay. That's that's the full record date. But what what's happening is um, we're all going to meet up in Dallas, which is where like if you watch that video, mm-hmm. a lot of that footage is from this place in Dallas that we stayed right on a lake for uh, quite a while just as a family together. Yeah. And she came over and like just blew us up with some various words and different things. And it was super sweet. So I'm like, I can't wait to get back with her and just talk about all that the Lord did in that season. Yeah. Awesome. Corey also does lead worship at, at your church. Um, yep. And so I do want to talk about this just a little bit for those who are worship leaders. This is helpful information. Uh, and we're curious about you personally. What is your personal worship jam right now? Could be your own song. Uh, Could be something from Chris Tomlin, Rita Springer. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of choices. There's so, The thing is, you're in great company at the beginning of the year. There's like tons of new songs right now i know i know um gosh it's it would be really tough to narrow it down to one i'll just i'll give you three that yeah come to my mind quickly um the first is a song called christ be magnified that i actually wrote with cody Cody, and a guy named ethan hulse Mm -hmm. um and i think it is a prophetic declaration to the church right now especially the bridge talks about I won't bow to idols. I'll be strong and worship you. If it puts me in the fire, I'll rejoice because you're there too. So it's this like, I'm not going to cave to any of the prevailing thoughts of the day. I'm going to stay strong in the word of God. That kind of stuff I think is really important for uh, the the global church right now. Um, And then kind of a fun one that I really love, I mean, it's fun, but it's serious, is a song called Standing Your Love by Josh yeah. Baldwin. Yeah, that song is so fun to lead. Um, we have a blast with that one. It's kind of got that Southern rock kind of vibe, which is really fun. Um, then the third right now is honestly The Father's House, the the single that just came out. It, that's another one that it kind of reminds me of, Standing Your Love in a way. Yeah. It's got yeah. such a joyful um I don't know what the word is, vibe, like motif. It it just feels so light and happy. And it's like when you walk in, all that junk falls off. It's kind of that idea when you come in and you're just in the peace of God and it's uh, it's a whole new atmosphere. So I, I like leading that one a lot right now too. Yeah, it's way cool. It does have that gospel stuff to it. And yeah. almost some of the vibes that Wilder Woods is using right now, like very cool, warm feel to it. So I mm-hmm. love that. Another question is, and it might be one of the same songs, but is what is your congregation? Like if you lead this song, you know they're all going to sing along with this song. What's your congregation's favorite one? Honestly, yeah, it's Christ Be Magnified. Awesome. Um, Every time we do it, like from the first time I led that song at Mm -hmm. church, it just went nuts. It felt like it was the heartbeat of our our congregation personally, it felt like everyone latched on to the message so quickly. And, you know, it, there's something special to it being like an actual worship song, meaning like it's, it's upward. Right. You take a song like 
like Reckless Love, which I love, there's a lot of me to it, you know, if you will, so to speak. It is very like me centered, which is cool because God made us and he loves us and he cares yeah. about us, you know, but this one is super kind of straight vertical. Oh, Christ be magnified from the altar of my life. You know, it's, it's just, it's pure worship, which is fun because I don't normally write those and I'm very happy that I finally did. <laughs> that is so funny that you're using your own song and as, as an example <laughs> i appreciate your honesty and maturity in that i you know i really think we need both we, yeah. we really you know we we need to acknowledge both and both are worship um yep. it's just a different setting so yep. for your congregation i love that answer that is a new song so way to go yep. for the people being able to to latch onto it and sing one last question and you just sure. led into it talking about the heartbeat thing you mentioned this heartbeat studies thing. You're like, casually, yeah. this thing that I read. Like, wh what are you doing looking up heartbeat studies? <laughs> is this your hobby? Like, are you secretly into science and medicine? What, where no, did come but, from? but what I've found is there's so many um, things in the natural that absolutely 100% reflect the supernatural. Yeah. Like we, we tend to think that there's, you know, they're two separate things they're two separate entities, then they don't interact, they don't touch. But the truth is, everything in the natural is pretty much almost always a representation of the way that God made it, meaning it's the supernatural. So like you look at, even right now, I'm looking out at winter. And if you can. Oh, yeah, see, I've got I've got totally. snow. I don't know if you guys do, but I'm looking My out at winter. And it's like, it's the season of, of death and of dying. And you often think, you know, I look out at the trees and they don't look great right now. They don't have leaves on them. But there's something beautiful about that dying season. It's like, I've heard Melissa Helser say this, right now I can see for miles through the trees. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You know, there's such clarity to it. Whereas in the summer, it's that dense, dense, thick foliage. I can't see anything, but it's beautiful. There's life. So there's, there's something to every season. So there's something to be found in the natural that reflects the supernatural. So it's not like I'm a science buff or anything, but I do appreciate <laughs> the way that God has interwoven his character, his nature into everything. It's, you know, it's John 12, like, lest the seed fall into the ground and die, it never produces fruit. Right. It's that idea that God uses these things in the natural to say, hey, death, is actually good. It's the doorway to life. Um, so I love just looking at stuff like that. And that particular study was, um, it was in a book that, you know who Amanda Cook is? Yeah. Um, with Bethel Music. She sent the book to me and I was just like, dude, this is, this is crazy. Yeah. And I loved that idea and it kind of shaped uh, a bit of the chorus. That's awesome. And that alone, if, if anyone feels like they're in a winter season, what a great perspective that you can still see for miles. I mean, it's true. Mm -hmm. It's true mm -hmm. in, in those really tough times when you are down in the dirt because you've been, you know, you died and you're planted. Um, <laughs> but that really is beautiful. Corey, thank you for talking to me today. I really appreciate it. Can't wait to keep up with you on social media as long as you keep doing it. Um, and can't <laughs> wait for June for new more new music so oh, so yeah. glad to have you back and congratulations on everything that has blossomed so far <laughs> yeah thank you so much really appreciate you having me it was fun 
Big thanks to Corey Asbury and also his family. In the process of getting just the strongest signal on his cell phone, we got a cameo from his daughter and a little plunking of that piano, which you may have seen in some of his promo photos. At the time this episode was recorded, the 2020 new releases from Corey Asbury included the Reckless Love 40-Day Devotional, that sizzling re-release of Reckless Love, Tori and Corey, yeah, Tori Kelly and Corey Asbury. We also have a single from the forthcoming album in studio and acoustic versions now available everywhere you stream The Father's House. If you're not already keeping up with Corey on social media, do so. Check out that blog post. Watch that video too. So many moments from 2019 and ending so beautifully with that phrase, it was worth it. I hope you take encouragement from that, that after a bold, almost reckless move, wholeheartedly seeking God and surrendering, that that's the sentiment on the other side. Don't follow Corey's example step by step, but follow God, how he's leading you, how he's speaking to you. I know Rita Springer might agree too, it's gonna be worth it.